Welcome to the Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the August issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Managing Early Weaned Calves. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Dr. Carla Wilkie, who's Nebraska Extension Cow-Calf Systems and Stalker Management Specialist. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Dr. Wilkie, as we look at the time we're in, we're sitting here about the 1st of August, and for January, February-born calves, they're at an age where they can easily be weaned right now. That's not that hard to do, but as we think about many cow-calf producers who've moved to more of a late spring, early summer type calving program, uh, we're dealing with calves that can be anywhere from literally 30 to maybe 90 days of age. What are some things to think through as we think about calves that are that age and the management that may need to occur if we're thinking about early weaning? So one of the things that I try to get producers to visualize is that when that baby calf is born, the majority of the weight of his stomach system there, you know, if a ruminant animal has four compartments to it, that the abomasum, which is where acid digestion occurs, and that's more like the stomach system we have, the milk is shunted straight to that and bypasses the rumen when that baby is tiny. So when he's little, that abomasum is, is the bigger part of his stomach. When he is 22 to 84 days, the, the rumen is probably about 60% of that total capacity. And the abomasum has shrunk to about 30 because he's starting to eat some forages, starting to develop his rumen. You know, he's getting there. Once he's 84 days of age or a little or, or older, you know, then he's his rumen is about 85% of his whole digestive system there. And the abomasum is only 7%. And that's more typical proportions that we would see in an older calf. So part of our issue with weaning early is that we're taking milk away from a calf whose rumen isn't really that largely developed. So if we can get him to 90 days, then he's probably in a better position um, for weaning because he is more reliant on his rumen. But the other thing that we need to keep in mind is even though his rumen may be the bigger percentage of his stomach capacity there, it's tiny. And so he needs to be able to eat small frequent meals that are highly digestible, that will have a high passage rate. So he eats that, he gets a lot of nutrients out of it. Then he's hungry again and he can turn around and eat some more. So he has, I mean, he's a lot like our kids. If, if you've had kids, it seems like they eat constantly and that's partially why. So as we think about this calf, obviously with mom, he's getting milk, which is a big part of his diet, which is a very high quality uh, protein. And just talk through with us as we think about transitioning these calves from being with mom, what do we need to think about in terms of quality of diet? So if we want to maintain, you know, that same rate of gain, or as you and I have talked, they can, that early wean calf, one advantage of the early wean calf is they can be very efficient and um, they can, they can gain really well for the feed that they are consuming. But we've got to at least make up that quality of, of the milk. And there's a lot of protein and energy, as you said, but as we were discussing just previously, 
when that esophageal groove closes when they suckle and that milk is shunted past the rumen to the abomasum, then all of that protein and energy is available at the tissue level for that animal to put on bone structure and muscle structure. Well, if it goes to the rumen first, it's available to the bacteria. And so then it's not, um, not as much of that is available for growth. And that's why a lot of people, they kind of shy away from early weaned calves because they get frustrated that they get um, kind of short and fat because they're not meeting those protein and energy needs for the muscle and bone growth. And then they, um, if they don't have a high enough quality diet for the calf and is it's not passing through the rumen fast enough for him to eat enough, then sometimes he gets sick and he, and he doesn't have a very good growth rate. So, so one of the things that we like to use to replace the milk in that diet is something that has a lot of rumen undegradable protein. So it could enter the rumen, but then not be digested there. And in our part of the country, something that's available that is high in that is, is distiller's grains. Let's talk a little bit about the management of the calf in terms of logistics. I mean, we're dealing with a calf here that you sometimes say is, you know, they're not very big. They have high energy requirements, high protein requirements, just the logistics of managing a 90 day calf versus a 150 day calf in terms of size. There's some things we need to think through there. Well, there is. And, and I alluded to it a little bit in that I said that, you know, they need to eat frequently. Well, if you've got a pretty uneven group of calves, which sometimes can happen in a, you know, a drought like this, those smaller calves are probably going to come up to the bunk for their fifth time of the day. And the feed's not going to be there because the bigger calves had more capacity to take it in, they ate it all already. So if we can sort those calves a little bit and keep the smaller ones together, that helps them compete better. If we can't do that, then we need to make sure that we're checking the bunks several times a day, making sure that everybody's getting a good chance to eat, not, not just once a day, but that they're getting a chance to eat when they need to. So that's part of it. Another part is that, you know, when we think about confinement feeding, a lot of times we think about sending them to a feedlot. Well, feedlots rarely receive calves that are 300, 400 pounds, whatever. So that young 300 pound calf may be able to crawl through the bunk. He may be able to crawl through the fence. And so he may not even be able to reach the bunk. I mean, we need to, you know, if it's set up for yearlings, you got to make sure this calf can reach the feed, can reach the water. Water is critically important for rumen development. So we've got to make sure that that calf is secure in that pen because um, if we're weaning early, we want him to stay there. And, and then we want to make sure that he can reach the feed and that he has enough space. Um, probably need at least 12 inches of bunk space per calf. Um, just make sure everybody gets plenty of, of chance. One of the things I think people think through as they think about early weaning calves is health issues. Talk mm -hmm. through with us just some things to think through there, be aware of as we think about early weaning. So, you know, we don't want to get them too packed into the pen. They need to be able to spread out a little bit. When we get them um, stacked in there pretty tight, then, then we are, any pathogen load that they are carrying can get magnified pretty fast. And so um, making sure I think that we have a clean pen, and that they have a little bit of space to spread out, but that they can find the bunks and those kinds of things in the water um, are important. Vaccination protocols, you know, if 
if you're going to have to early wean, think about it enough in advance that you have time to visit with your vet and say, hey, here's what we normally do. Here's what you normally prescribe for us. Here is what I think we're going to have to do this year. Probably the vaccines that the vet recommends for you are going to be the same, but the timing may be different, things like that. So um, making sure that that we have talked to the vet. The other thing is if you do get sick ones, then you're probably going to need some antibiotics quickly. So to have already discussed that with the vet and the vet says, this is what you're going to want to look for. Let me know if you have this issue. And then the vet can prescribe it quickly because they already know they've had this conversation with you and you can get on it much quicker and prevent major issues. So that can be extremely important. In our own operation, we've tried some fence line weaning and that does, that has helped a lot with the relieving the stress of the younger calf. They can see mom, they can hear mom. I've seen the whole vocalization thing decrease from three or four days of balling and walking the fences to maybe day and a half, two days, just pretty quick. Um, another thing that can help if you know you're going to have to do this, if you're already in a position where you have had to feed the cows or the pears because you're out of pasture, that calf having access to that diet with his cow, he he may jump in there and eat that again because it's familiar to him very quickly without the cow. And so that seems to help eliminate some of these um, health issues because it reduces stress and they get up on feed faster. So something else to think about if you have to do this. You've already mentioned this some, but as we think about marketing these calves, uh, the longer we can go till we get to a more traditional weight and size appears to have some advantages as we think about marketing. And it does. There's a couple of things there. Um, one, if you're having to sell a pair because you're out of grass and it's a, a young pair in that the calf is young, then you've got some decreased value there because you're either, you're dependent on somebody at that sale barn having feed that can take the pair. And unfortunately is widespread and long lasting as this drought has been. I think we're all in the same boat. So that decreases the value of the pair there some. Um, they don't want probably that early weaned calf. If the cow were to go to way up, then the calf split off at 60 days is kind of a pain and he's going to be, he's going to, that's going to reduce some value. If we can get him up past 90 days where he's um, maybe not as labor intensive for weaning, his rumen's more developed, he may take off. Then you have a couple more options. Maybe someone's fortunate enough to want the pair, but if the cow goes to weigh up, then the calf has a little more value because he's a little older and he's, his rumen's more developed. He's eating more forage. He's probably going to be less labor intensive and he may fit in the pen better. So those can be advantages. The other thing that um, taking a little time to wean them and, and get them to a little bigger age can add a little value in that you can then say that the calf has been given this many rounds of respiratory vaccine, this many rounds of clostridial vaccines, those kinds of things. If you're working with your vet and you're putting together a protocol and following it, then you can have some value added basis to your, your calves because now you can say they've had these um, vaccines and they've been weaned this number of days and they're up on feed to this amount, you know, whatever. And so there are 
some things you can do to help you out a little bit there, even though this is not an ideal situation. Anything else on this topic, Dr. Wilkie, you think would be valuable as we point towards wrapping up? Um, I say this a lot, but I'm going to say it again, that you need to sit down with a pencil and paper and figure out if the feed that you're willing to put into them, you're going to be able to recoup that cost if it's going to make sense to do. Nobody likes to sell off a cow herd. Nobody likes to sell calves early. But you need to do the optimum thing to get you through this drought. And if you spend more money than you can get back out of them, then it is an optimum. Then it doesn't help you down the road. And so just making sure that what you're thinking to do here is going to pencil out is, is really a critical step. Well, thanks again for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Well, for more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. Two NEB guides on this topic that are relevant. The first is management of the early weaned calf, and also the second, management, health, and nutritional considerations for weaned calves. And those both can be found at the beef.unl.edu website.